0: Hi, I'm Denny Van. I live with severe food sensitivities.
1: And I'm Chef Ken. I teach people with food sensitivities how to cook. Welcome to the Food Sensitives Podcast.
0: Welcome back. Today we are talking with Chef Ken about the rebirth of mise en place. And first of all, Chef Ken, what is the definition of mise en place?
1: Mise en place is a term, a French culinary term, that means everything in place, quite literally. And when I walk down the line asking my cooks and chefs, do you have your mise, do you have your mise, do you have your mise, that means do you have everything from your recipes, your tools, your prep work, but most importantly, is your head screwed on? Are you ready for a busy busy stressful shift
0: yeah so your your mind and your thoughts are organized so as even before you step into the kitchen to cook a meal for the family you already have it in your head what you're gonna do but then you look at the kitchen and you know what do i do next
1: um and and most definitely and for a professional chef I am always starting my prep for the next day or the next function well beforehand, You know whether it's menu planning, ordering, or actual prepping the food. So the next day or the next shift when I come in, my head is already on it. Now for someone at home, me's having your head screwed on straight or having your head on or having your mind set would be more something like, Um, Do I have to get up and cook? Do I have to clean the kitchen first? Do I have to even look to see what I have in the fridge so that what I can eat? When you're in your kitchen, become part of your kitchen. You are An extension of that kitchen. You are the the moving element. And it goes along the same lines that when you have a knife in your hand, that knife is a tool, an extension of your arm, your hand. So you become that tool. It goes along the old uh, adage, be the ball that's what you're going to be. So you're going to be the kitchen. You're going to be the tools. And that's what it means about the mindset. It takes a little while to get into it. And the first thing you should do is always think about how clean your kitchen is. There's an old saying there. I hate to keep on saying there's an old saying, but when you become a culinary artist, it's uh, one of the oldest professions in the world, in history. And you learn so much from art, so much from philosophy, so much from spirituality or the religious aspects of it. Um, So many dishes are named after something that happened in history. Our food is so much part of our lives every day that you can't help but to Name something after somebody for some reason down the line. From croissants to desserts to potato chips, everything has a history from someone who invented it or made it or made a recipe. And that's the way you have to look at it. As being a food sensitive or someone who's allergic, whether you have an allergy just to chocolate or you have an allergy to shellfish, or you're food sensitive to all kinds of things like nightshades, which cover a variety of vegetables and spices, it helps you to be able to work around that, have the confidence to work around that. Your mindset is a positive thing. It's just like when you go to work You're walking up to the door. You already know you have this meeting. you got to do this. you got to get that started. When you take your kids to school or if you're going to the gym, it doesn't matter. Before you get there, that's what preoccupies your mind. Okay, I'm taking my kids to school. We drive up a certain way because the flow for everybody has to go the same way to expedite dropping kids off. And when you're new to it, you might drop the kids off wrong, but after a while, you don't even think of it, and it becomes second nature. Same with working out. You go to a gym. You might have to be told and showed how to use these, uh, the equipment, but after a while, you're using it, and you don't even think about it.
0: So this mise en place, this is what chefs are trained in. And you were talking about the rebirth of mise en place. Talk about this rebirth. What does that mean?
1: The rebirth is more of for the home use. Mise en place is a term and a frame of mind that us professional chefs just uh, for lack of better words, take for granted. It's part of our lives. It's ingrained in us. So with the changes in SAD or the standard American diet, where you have thousands of people, children and adults, who are allergic or sensitive to all kinds of ingredients, mise en place takes on a different meaning, especially for those of us at home. You have to have substitutions across the board for all kinds of recipes. So why we are starting with saying it's a frame of mind is you have to get into your mind and have the frame of mind that you could do and cook anything. You can figure it out. That's the first thing you have to tell yourself and then take it from there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, working with uh, young, young adults uh, in our house, it was a hurdle for them to get past their mind that, yes, they can do it. Yes, I can make this, this dish that I used to only be able to order in restaurants, and, and yet here they are making it. But before they were actually able to make it, they had to have the mindset first that they can do it.
1: Absolutely, and and it takes time, and you you might have to show them if you have the experience. Everybody gets it. Everybody needs to eat, and everybody can figure it out. It's not rocket science. There's no reason to be um, intimidated by cooking. There's a whole lot more reason to be intimidated by going to a restaurant and wondering what you always say, "What's in it?" And what we're trying to do with the mise en place frame of mind area right now is to enlighten people to know what's in it. They start cooking for themselves. They know what's in it.
0: So with mise en place and even the rebirth of mise en place, what is it and what is it not?
1: Okay. The rebirth of mise en place to me is wholly the rebirth of home cooking. You have to be much more knowledgeable about your ingredients and their additives more than ever before so like your son for example the kid's a scientist he's explaining ingredients to us words we can't even pronounce so it's gotten to the time where the average home dweller who cooks in their own home has to have an above average organic chemistry knowledge to be able to understand what they're putting in their bodies and if it's got to that point we might as well step it up and and educate people on that so that they it becomes a matter of fact or second nature and that's what the rebirth of mise en place is is it's helping those who are not professional cooks to cook with a professional attitude to cook with professional confidence to cook with professional organization in their own homes. Whether you're a student who's got a little pressure cooker or hot plate in a college dorm, or you are somebody who lives in a ritzy or neighborhood who has a kitchen a little bit too big and extravagant even for them. Like for us here at home, we have a galley kitchen and five adults. It takes a great deal of organization and prep and timing to cook meals for everybody at their own schedules and for us an extreme variance in allergies or food sensitivities so what it is not is not trying to help people who are chefs they already know what mise en place is this is using a term that's a professional term that I want to bring it into your home so that you can cook at home like a professional chef. And I'm not talking about like you see these guys on TV who do this or do that and show you this recipe to make that. I'm talking about you seeing this or that, and watching this chef make that recipe, and then you understand what you could substitute so you could have that without getting sick. Like we talked about before, I'll, we'll use it over and over again because it's easy. Tortillas, rice tortillas. Beautiful. Once you get the recipe down, you're going to enjoy fajitas again if you can't, you know, and that kind of thing. I'm not here to. Try to make someone a professional chef, and then after they're done, they're like, Hey, I'm gonna go work at La Titi, you know, Frenchie. But what I am here is to give away techniques and maybe some I call secrets that professional chefs never would tell you. You would watch some of these cooking shows, and here's an example if you're a musician and you're watching someone strumming on the guitar on a music video, you know if they're playing that thing or not. You know if it's real or not. Same with anything. So I, as a chef, watching these cooking shows, could pick them apart and say, well, they didn't show you this or they didn't show you that. And you go to do this and you'll forever wonder why I can't make it like he just did. That's something I want to eliminate. And that's why I want to meet or hear from our guests, hear from our listeners, hear from our fellow human beings what their problems are. Because after several decades of being in the culinary arts, I, I truly believe there are no such things as secrets. It's a God-given talent in art that is my obligation to spread it around to those who can need it and use it. I love
0: what you did with uh, Key, uh, my son number two, and he was uh, very frustrated in the kitchen and he was blaming the fact that we had a small kitchen. I know we have this five-bedroom house for five adults and we have the tiniest kitchen and you went in and and told them about the White House kitchen. You want to add to that?
1: Oh yeah, the White House kitchen is a small galley kitchen. They do parties for hundreds of people. Um. obviously they got the storage, you know, refrigeration and pantry and stuff like that. And you know what? So do we at this house. But what we do have is a small kitchen like they do, and they organize it, right? There, The chef has his me's, his act together, and is able to do outstanding culinary works. And you're talking the White House, so nothing is, you know, peanut butter and jelly, you know, for all these... Uh, ambassadors and what coming by and the same as our house and he's learned it he's seen it where we're able to do not just a meal but several courses of different meals for those who can eat this or that and also cleaning as we go and when we're done cooking we still have a clean kitchen so to speak you know everything needs to be you know touched up and whatnot but
0: yeah it's customizing your kitchen to your needs and we don't we don't i at least i didn't i didn't think about that i used to think i need a bigger kitchen i i I, because it's so disorganized but instead we're customizing our kitchen to our needs and we're constantly customizing that Uh yeah absolutely and so with this rebirth of mise en place and with the intention of getting this information getting this mindset to the mom at home so let's talk about how we're going to do that
1: well first you know we we did mention the mindset and that's something that you know our listeners would have to take to heart and first step into their kitchen and try to look at it as somebody else's kitchen pick your kitchen apart and and don't own it yet Say, I would do this, I would need that. But what I would do is I would stand in front of my favorite prep area and my stove and reach out with my hands and tell, ask myself, where should my tongs and spatulas be? Where is my spice rack or cabinet? And as you start reaching, Because when you're cooking, that's what you do. You're paying attention to what you're cooking and your ingredients. You're reaching for them. They are already there because you prepped them. So your tools and your spices um, are prep as well. So they're cleaned and put away where they're always going to be so that when you're doing this or doing that and you got to troubleshoot because this isn't turning out as well as you'd like it or as fast You could just, without even thinking, you're reaching for your spatula or your tongs. That's the first thing they should do. The second thing they should do, and what we'll be working on, is recipes. In your mind, first, let's think about your favorite food and where you would keep everything around you within reach to cook that favorite food. And I don't care how you have to put it in your mind to get that, get, get that motivation. And what I mean by that is you're a young person who wants to impress your friends or a date. So, and a lot of times they say um, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. So the, you know, a woman's too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you, you have to almost think like an athlete or an artist that you want to impress who you're cooking for not just cook a good meal but you want to show what you're doing that you know what you're doing and that raises the confidence this is all about raising your confidence level so that you could go out into the world and face the world without fear of being soyed you know that's the bottom line right
0: Exactly. And you know, a lot of the the young people today might not even be thinking about recipes and what's in their food, because so many of them, you know, like my son's ages 30, 32 and 26, they're always going out to eat, ordering out or having Uber deliver or um, having food brought to them. And they don't even know what the recipe is, but they do know what their favorite foods are. So some of the things we might be going over, depending on your need, because we do have a lot of young people who are living with these food sensitivities and allergies that don't even know how to create these recipes. So then that goes back to that mindset of, you know, let's, let's get a handful of recipes and break them down. And I know we're gonna be coming up on this with the ingredients list um, later on. So this episode is about the rebirth of mise en place, how it's a mindset. Uh, Where is your mind right now?
1: Right, and like you mentioned, favorite foods and the younger people going out to eat a lot, and they have preservatives and additives in their foods that they might not even be aware of and also sensitive to to the point where it builds up in their systems, then they don't feel so good. And what I'm trying to say is part of the mindset is, buckling down and wanting to have that confidence, wanting to have the um, self-awareness, but also self-reliance and feeling good as in physically. After a while, um, you try to cook at home and you're doing stuff that you know you can do, tastes good. And let's say this, for example, you decide to stop eating out and you're going to get healthy and kick these food-sensitive problems. You don't have the knowledge right now, so you're cooking kind of the same stuff over and over. What happens is you get bored, and you're like, man, I want a burrito.
0: And then you succumb to the burrito, but, and then you're sick for the next week.
1: But but it might might need that to happen, to people before they realize that maybe I should stick to it and then with us coming on board and it, you know our listeners they will learn that those same ingredients could make so many other things that they could make a variety of dishes in their life more of their favorite foods just like your other son his alfredo his fried rice. There's a lot of dishes out there that he can't have his patty melts. He loves his patty melts. He loves his Rubens. I mean, I could go on and on just on this one young man. And to our listeners out there, this is the truth. This kid can't eat nothing. So we have to really, you know, be conscious of the fact of what and how we're cooking. But I guarantee you now and We are fortunate in this household that we do have the ability and knowledge that if we have to, we will mill our own rice flour. We will make our own gluten-free bread. And I would like to bring that experience and knowledge out to our listeners. Whether they need to do that or not, it is here for them. But case in point is, your son now could have Rubens with homemade Thousand Island, with stuff he could have. He could have pizza. Though he can't have tomato sauce, we make sauce out of roasted red peppers, season it up with stuff he could have. It looks like a pizza for him. It tastes like pizza. He is happy. The, the smiles we've seen lately, just from this one young man, is, is life-changing in itself.
0: Excellent. So with that, we're going to end this episode with a challenge for you. What we'd like for you to do is stand in your kitchen, take a look around and start to think about where you would put things, where you have things. And if you want to, you can send us a picture of your kitchen and send it to us at Network at gmail.com. And um, we're going to be talking next about recipes. So join us for our next episode. You wanted to add something, Chef? Um,
1: Yeah, uh, most definitely, because you mentioned, think of their favorite food. For a lot of our listeners, their favorite food, they might not be able to make at home because they're sensitive to certain ingredients. So when you send us a picture of your kitchen and your questions and your favorite food, please let us know what you're sensitive to if you're sensitive to something in that dish so we could help you substitute it. And you'll be hearing from me, that's for sure. And I'll be saying, well, what can you have? What can you have? And let's work this out and I will help you. I don't care if it's burritos, pizza, Chinese, whatever it is, we will find a way for you to have something where you are smiling from ear to ear. And if you would like to uh, really participate in something like that, Do me a favor and don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the other events that would be coming up.
0: You definitely don't want to miss out on this. We are so excited to bring this to you. We're going to give you the tools, the knowledge and the know how so that you can start making better choices for yourself and creating beautiful, edible, yummy, delicious meals. And so next we're going to be talking about recipes.